Welcome to Attention, a podcast from the American Advertising Federation, District 10. My name is Ray Shillins. Conversations with the people in our industry who make the advertising and marketing industry impactful and very relevant. Our stories take you behind the scenes on a variety of advertising platforms. We explore current trends and topics. AAF District 10 promotes professional development and networking, recognizes advertising excellence, provides news and resources, helps develop future industry leaders, and promotes the value of ethical and transparent advertising, which is a good thing, by the way. Find out more at aaf10.org. That's aaf10.org. We have a special, we have a lot to cover today. Uh, Stephanie Price is our producer. Um, she doesn't know she's our producer, but I've just named her that because she is the wonderful person that puts all of our guests together behind the scenes, and we thank you, Stephanie, for that. Uh, Susan Saraj Altano is, uh, and I shall call her Dr. Susan, specializes in designing research strategies and producing results that meet clients' information needs completely and exactly. 30-plus years experience facilitating more than 15,000 qualitative sessions, completing thousands of quantitative studies and securing a reputation for producing reliable, timely, and applicable results. I couldn't, as a client, think of anything better than that. So, uh, Susan, thank you for being here. As I said, we've got we got so many things to talk about uh, that Stephanie wanted us to touch on today. First of all, um, happy holidays to you, and uh, hope uh, hope all is well, and uh, things are looking good as we roll into 2020 for you. How are you doing? Doing fine, Ray, and thank you for having me. You know, we have, we're going to talk about a few things today. We're going to talk about the Sterling Service Award, uh, which is really, really cool. The, uh, the Jeannie Rudy Lifetime Achievement Award and Outstanding Advertising Educator Awards. When I look at, at deeper into the Ad Federation and uh, District 10 or the Advertising Federation in general across the United States, I see a couple of things. I see probably education being the preeminent or the top of the heap as far as the importance of what uh, American Advertising Federation does. I see diversity as being an incredibly important aspect of that too. And I also see the importance of of recognizing and encouraging people in our industry to do better and congratulating them and, you know, recognizing them for the great things that they do. Susan, would you say that's kind of your feeling as well? It is. There's a tremendous focus on education. Uh, a lot of what AAF does um, revolves around education. But if you don't reward, recognize, acknowledge our heroes who make all of this possible, then um, it's very difficult to encourage others to participate in the same way. So we like to recognize. We're very proud of those who who contribute to our industry and who make it possible for students to learn uh, to learn their way through our industry and become a part of our industry through competition, like NSAC, um, uh, and other and other activities. Diversity, of course, is um, critical because the more diverse our um, employee base and professional base in the industry is, um, the better our creative, our campaigns, our production, and our results. So, yeah, yeah, you've nailed it. You know, you are an incredible active participant in our industry. Uh, I can go on and on about the, 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 the groups that you've been 
president, past president, uh, director, uh, and, and continued to be. So this is an important part of your uh, company, Siraj Marketing, uh, to be a part of the industry by participating. I mean, AMA, AAF, uh, as you said before, the, the, uh, uh, the other uh, organization uh, that measures uh, research and such like that, you're past president, or you are president mm-hmm. of that organization, I guess. But uh, so it, Susan doesn't sit by and watch things happen. Susan seems to uh, get involved and make things happen. Is that a good, so true statement? Yes, I would say that I am highly engaged in the industry and anything else that um, interests me. And this, of course, um, the future of our industry is is, uh, a key focus for our organization now. You've had a lot of fun in advertising and marketing, haven't you? I have because I serve as a... Um, I, I contribute to the process. Our company contributes to the process through research. So we research insights um, to help um, advertising professionals make decisions for their clients, for creative, for campaign. So uh, it's been a very special place to be. Um, and I'm privileged to work with industry professionals. I've learned an awful lot from my client base over the years. Yeah. I, I can tell that uh, you are a curious type, and that's a it's a good thing to be in our industry. You were also the uh, District Ten Awards and Nominations Chair. What is that? Uh, what kind of stuff does that uh, require you to do to take that to take charge of that? Well, maybe I should make sure that it requires parties. But right now, <laughs> um, we're responsible for gathering nominations for for informing our our chapters and their members and their boards of directors um, of um, the opportunities to recommend or uh, nominate one of their own who has provided special um, contributions uh, in the uh, education or service or advertising achievement spaces. Okay. So I get to interact with all the clubs and invite them to participate. Wow! And on top of that, uh, uh, Saraz Research uh, is a uh, obviously keeping you busy as well. I had a question about the. We're going to go back to your your company uh, for just a moment, and you know, it, I love the the thing finding a needle in a haystack is, and that's a good thing you can do, but it's good not to step on it. I think that's part of your your phraseology that you've used there, which I think is phenomenal. But research, you're obviously, you're like the agency on hyper-research. Uh, so, many, so many times as you go back at, uh, decades, uh, you know, sometimes advertising and marketing was not necessarily as calculated as it was, as it is today. Where does, when does research happen? Does it happen before, during, or after, or does it happen in all three places in the relationship with the B2B organization? In relationship to the B2B organization, that is where uh, a heavy amount of our work is is conducted. Um, uh, All of the above, right? So um, when considering um, brand alignment, uh, an extension, a new product, an interim product, 
at the beginning, there's a need for information to determine um, how to deliver or how to introduce such a thing. Um, very often, it's important and appropriate to conduct, uh, to, to keep one's thumb on the pulse, so to speak, of the internal organization as an example during development or execution, implementation rather, of um, a, new, a new product or aspect. And then finally, at the end, you want to measure how far you've moved the needle. And what happens there is you use the research from the beginning as your baseline and the research at the end as your tracking. And then you can track it from year to year to see to prove. We know that advertising and marketing strategies impact the success of a brand or a product. But this is a way to measure it and prove it statistically or qualitatively beyond a doubt. Yeah. And that's what's important. So that's why the all of the above. Dr. Susan Saraj Altenlow is uh, is president of uh, Saraj Research. Are you the president? Yeah, you're the president. That's fine. That's all. Mm -hmm. I'll take over. Founder um, and Chief Insights Officer. That's, that's the title. That's the title. Very good. I love that title as well. <laughs> you know, the Sterling Service Awards go back to 1965. 1965 is the first year. And let me say something about that real quick. Uh, according to uh, my notes here, uh, it's Pure Dedication, 10th District Awards Committee, responsible for receiving nominations and overseeing the selection of the Sterling Service Award winner. The award is given at the annual convention in April and may, uh, may not be awarded every year. Okay, obviously, you need Correct. someone who's qualified. It's the American Advertising Federation, 10th District, highest honor since 1965, this is, okay? It's purpose yeah. to recognize a current or past member of the 10th District who has made outstanding and unselfish contributions to the growth and improvement of advertising in the 10th District. So talk about your role and uh, some of the criteria that go behind uh, finding the person who would fit that uh, this time around. So when we look at those who have contributed to the growth and improvement of advertising in the 10th district, there are um, individuals at the local level, the club level or club affiliate level, if you prefer, who have consistently contributed to the industry locally or regionally. And it is those who consistently contribute. Their names come up. We know them. We, we, we hear their names in other markets, but we know what they do. Sometimes they are the unsung heroes. Most of the recipients of this award are very quiet about their contributions, yet their decisions, not including their client decisions, decisions on behalf of their clients, but their decisions um, in terms of corporate social responsibility, in terms of um, membership for their employees tend to be for the good of the industry. So they give where it counts, and it comes in many forms. Yes. Sure. And isn't that true with a lot of stuff that goes on award-wise? These are people who go, yeah, that guy or that lady or, or whatever. Yeah, that's who we're trying to uh, represent here with this award. And that uh, 
That's kind of a cool thing. That's the, the Sterling Service Award. We are nominating them now through January 31st of 2020. And nominations can be made online now, um, which uh, uh, was suggested by many in the district that it would be make it more convenient, even though it's possible to share other information biographies, supporting evidence, letters, examples of contributions that can be handled by by email. But the nomination can be made online now. Now, do we have uh, have a a destination for folks to go to to do something like that at this point in time? We actually do. If you go to aaf10.org and under the tab about the 10th, in archives, and that's where it is right now. Okay. Because this just went online um, about two weeks ago. Okay. You'll find all of the awards there, and you can click simply here on Sterling Service. Very cool. On it, and it'll bring you to that page, and it'll also provide you with a list of past recipients. Yeah. <laughs> 65. That's a long time ago. I remember it's 65. Awesome, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. You know, you, yes, to see those folks and, and to review them, it's like, wow, yeah, I know that person, or yeah, I've heard of that person. But the fact that it goes back to 65 is just absolutely phenomenal. We also have another uh, award to talk about. That was the Sterling Service Award, and we are encouraging you at this point in time. As Susan said, there is a, a, dan- a deadline of uh, January 30th, I think you said. Uh, to get those in, and it is online. It is aaf10.org, and you'll find it there. And uh, take it, take the time to uh, to, to consider that someone uh, that you might have in mind to to be a, an award winner. The Jeannie Rudy Lifetime Achievement Award. This award is uh, dedicated to service. It's called the purpose of Jeannie Rudy Lifetime Achievement Award is to recognize a member of the AAF 10th District who has made outstanding and selfless contributions to the growth and improvement of the district throughout their career. And again, the criteria, any member of an advertising club or federation of AAF eligible for nomination may be made by an AAF 10th district club affiliate or a district member uh, in good standing. So talk more about, do you have background information by any chance on where this award came from and more on, on Jeannie Rudy? I do. So, um, this is, and, and let me uh, clarify, the, well, the Sterling Service Award is about those who have contributed to the industry, the advertising industry proper. This is about those who have contributed to the growth and improvement of the 10th district of AAF. So Jeannie Rudy um, was a member long before I came here to the 10th district 20-something years ago, and she not only loved 10th District, but she was dedicated to decision-making, to um, doing whatever was needed to help the district. It didn't matter whether we were folding papers or evaluating financials. Jeannie would do anything, and she was so good at encouraging others to take an active role in the district. And Jeannie passed in, um, I want to say, 2018, maybe 2017, Mm -hmm. 2017, just very recently. Um, And she spent her entire career with the 10th District 
helping, supporting, encouraging students, encouraging members to be engaged. She's from, she was in the Oklahoma City Ad Club um, and was very active in the club also. So um, when she passed, it just it was a perfect opportunity to recognize and remember her, to memorialize her style and her commitment and her love of all things 10th District with this award. This is a new award because it began in 2019, so we looked uh, for the heritage to continue, much like uh, uh, the other words we talked about, you know, being so many, so yes. long ago. Yeah. Yes. It's, uh, yes. is that now, how do, how do folks go about, uh, they, uh, once again, go to aaf10.org and they'll find uh, mm-hmm. the information? Yes, under the About the Tenth, and on that, uh, which is one of the tabs at the top, choose the archives. And you can mouse down to the Jeannie Rudy Lifetime Achievement Award. Beautiful. I'm thrilled that this award, this this award, this uh, recognition was developed in her name. It's uh, she she has helped make this district what it is today. It's a very strong district. Yes, um, well, it certainly is, isn't it? I'm, I'm glad that we've taken the time to to honor her and her efforts. Uh, and, yeah. and again. Uh, this sounds like someone I would have loved to have known and uh, would have learned something from, no doubt about it. Uh, and as if she was amazing, it yeah. is as if Susan doesn't have enough balls in the air at this particular point in time. The Outstanding Advertising Educator uh, Award, the uh, Inspiring the Future, is the tagline for that. A purpose of the Outstanding Advertising Educator Award to recognize members of a 10th district college chapter who have made outstanding and unselfish contributions to the growth and improvement of advertising through the academic process. And you are such a perfect person to talk about that. Uh, this began back in, in 68, and there are an incredible amount of names uh, across the district who, are, who have made this list of uh, recipients. Mm-hmm. So tell us more about that award, this part. And these are all amazing educators. I have to say, as I look down this list, I, I am privileged to know not all of them, but most of them or have at least met most of them, and they are outstanding educators. So one of the important activities of 10th District is the focus on developing um, our future advertising professionals. And there is a um, the National Student Advertising Competition, the NSAC, that occurs each year mm-hmm. um, where teams from these various universities, advertising teams, present and compete to win at the national level, but it starts at the local and regional level, and of course the district level is is very big. It requires an incredible amount of effort by the advertising faculty member to handle this element along with his or her normal or their normal activities as, a, as an educator. So most of these have been very deeply involved in helping their teams, their student teams, be all they can be. And it's almost like a second full-time job, I have to tell you. Sure. And so th- these, are, these folks have been recognized for doing so much 
for advertising students often for working with them as they compete or, you know, to get them ready to compete as well as maintaining uh, their their school responsibilities, their university responsibilities. You know, I see so many great names on this list, uh, names that we know uh, from the the Houston market, uh, Bob Culpepper, uh, Larry Kelly, uh, Jim Goodnight from uh, from Dallas. You know, it's funny, one name I'd love to see on here uh, is uh, Bill Fogarty. Uh, he is so... He is so focused on people, on the students, and just has such a heart uh, for this uh, endeavor. And I hope that maybe someday that we can add his name to that uh, list as well. I know he's not an educator, but he is certainly um, qualified to uh, to receive uh, uh, an award like this. You know, I had a question about... Uh, he's a pretty terrific guy, actually. <laughs> yeah, uh, he really he, is. He's, he's, a, he's a phenomenal guy. So these folks are involved in the college chapters as a rule. No yeah. doubt, um, they're usually uh, the lead. They take on the college chapter, sure. which then takes on NSAC. So yeah. well, I have to get Bill involved in a college chapter. He would be great, wouldn't oh, he? Oh, I think so. Absolutely. He's great in everything he does. He brings, you know, over the years, and we've been involved with AdFed Houston for years and years and years, and and Bill is a constant. He is always there. Yeah. He is always positive. Is always supportive. Always has a smile and a good handshake. And he's yeah. just a just a great person. So I think maybe well, let's find a way to nominate uh, make an award for him too. I think that'd be a thank fine. you. Okay, yes. <laughs> you know, obviously, Susan, you have a passion for education and research. Where did that come from? Is that something that's always been a curiosity of yours, or where'd you get that from? I understand I was born curious. I think I terrorized my parents with the why, why, why. <laughs> yeah. and actually wanted answers as a two-year-old. Um, but that's, um, I'm a lifelong learner. Uh, I always have been. And I, I don't know where it comes from. My, my, uh, my parents encouraged it and allowed me to do what I wanted to do in terms of learning. But um, I'm a, a late bloomer and a lifelong learner. So... And I'm innately curious, which I guess makes for a good researcher. I think that you nailed, hit the nail on the head there, Susan, no doubt about that. Yeah. Why, why is District 10 important for the, the local clubs in, in Arkansas, in Oklahoma, in Louisiana, here in Texas? Why is District 10 important uh, to, to um, keep the health of the, the local clubs up? What, what is it to you? The local clubs benefit from the activities of the district for a couple of reasons. One, the district completely funds, almost completely funds, the competition of clubs who go to the national level. That's a pretty big deal. It's a lot of money. Yeah. So those who win the district level, they actually, their, their ride is paid for that team up to national. That's number one. And, you know, you win national, that's, <laughs> that's like employment for life, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah, that's a big deal. Okay. Um, at number two, um, we work with, uh, we have um, legislative representatives in each of the four states that are included in the district. Um, and we're actively engaged with D.C., with our offices, our national offices in D.C., to protect the industry from taxation, because that's a double taxation. When you tax advertising, you're, you're double taxing 
um, the system, and it, it's something that we don't want to see happen. Yeah. Um, there are um, there's officer training. I think twice a year there's Addy training, mm-hmm. uh, which has been real helpful. The officer and the Addy training have both been very beneficial to local clubs. There are support for those clubs. If you need board education, they'll send people to your club to help you. Um, if you're working with or fretting through fundraising, and all of this, of course, you go to the conferences, you learn an awful lot about how to be an effective fundraiser, um, effectively engage new members and retain current members, um, learn how to develop um, student chapters, college chapters, and so forth. So that is all available. Then you also have an expanded network. So when local clubs or their members engage with district, they meet others who are in our area. Let's face it, because we're in a very special area. This is Texas, Oklahoma, a little bit of Louisiana and Arkansas. We're kind of special, right? Yeah. So you meet others. You have opportunities to work with them, work for them, or hire them, plus it's good to interact and engage with others in your industry because you get to throw around challenges and problems and solutions. And a lot of that happens at conference. An amazing amount of business is done at conference as well as learning. So it's hard to function as a club and not be part of the district. You're really leaving a lot of benefit on the table. So they've summed it up well, Susan. Thank you for that. Suraj Marketing Research uh, offers uh, research on a variety of uh, B2B applications, uh, clients, that is. So as we roll into 2020, Susan, uh, how does this become more important uh, uh, to advertisers in general, uh, the research part of it? Uh, Talk about that. Some of the things, do you see anything on the horizon that's going to be especially uh, helpful in this regard? The way research and insights gathering um, has changed or have changed over the past two decades is it's just it's they're not even similar. It's not even apples and apples anymore. It's it's a been a pretty steep change. Um, today, a company is able to get critical, intimate personalized information from its target market very quickly. With the advent of digital access, that has improved as well as shortened the process. So as we, and there are more layers. There are also more layers that you can can get to. So instead of just quantifying, you know, what the market looks like, you can get the color and the texture and the feel and the tone and the well, and the taste of it so that the campaign or the advertising or the the tag or the brand profile that needs to be developed is based on real material that has been validated. And the faster the clients can access it and the agencies can access it, the faster they can turn the product around or the brand around or whatever it is they're going to deliver. So we love that it's faster, Mm -hmm. swifter, uh, more nimble. Maybe that's it, more nimble. 
um, and from many more sources in that same short period of time. And that is what clients and agencies like. Can we find out quickly and act on it now? You know, making decisions based on uh, real-time and uh, relevant uh, information is important. I recall, this goes back, uh, I've been in radio, uh, did radio since the, the early 70s. And we, we had two times of the year that we would uh, be measured by a very small percentage of folks in a particular market, and that would determine the outcome, the fate of people, formats, and stuff. Uh, based on population, it was a very small sampling, and based on the infrequency, twice a year, you either lived or died six months out of the year. Then came the, the, then came the quarterlies, and uh, yeah. and then now it's uh, they they had a joke. It was the instant overnight uh, ratings for a radio, and ironically, that's where we're at today. We can instantly tell uh, in radio, and uh, we don't do radio anymore, but uh, we can instantly tell in that particular market or medium what's up, what's going wrong, what's going right. And I don't think you can micromanage that. I think it's good information as well, but I think it's really cool to where we've come as it relates to B2B or, or broadcaster or whatever. Uh, yeah, you want to know the truth, and you want to know that if you're doing something wrong, you got to fix it, and you got to get better at doing what you're doing, or maybe you're sending the wrong message. And, but the great thing about what you do and what uh, Saraj Marketing Research does is these are relevant things. This is not smoke and mirrors. This is not uh, you know a mathematical equation that might work or might not work. This is relevant and true facts. Uh, would you say that's true? I would say that, too, and the truth is very helpful, and I have to tell you, I've been in this business since the 80s, and I remember working with another researcher who loved smoke and mirrors. I mean, named <laughs> it as such. Like, you don't, they don't need to know. It's just all smoke and mirrors. Yeah. I was like, oh, gosh, how do you survive? Yeah. Um, I think the, the fast truth, maybe we should bring it ourselves, right? It's the fast truth. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's critical because we are, mm, we expect to receive things very quickly today and in a variety of media venues. So um, research is no different than, than marketing and advertising in that respect. It has to be accessible and available in a variety of ways. And one thing we need to touch on that we didn't uh, talk about just yet, and we've talked about so many different things, uh, the club nominations for the position of second lieutenant governor are happening right now, an important time of the year, and it's important that you know and understand. Talk a little bit about that. The person nominated and then elected for second lieutenant governor will then move up to first lieutenant governor, then governor, then immediate past governor. And that works really well. It gives you four years to be involved. It provides continuity to the district, uh, connection with one's club and other chapters. So it works out very, very nicely. And it's a, it's a very fast pace. There's a lot of activity um, that happens at the national level as well as the district level when you're, when you're elected to the district. Being on the district head and awards and nominations shares a full-time job in addition to your, your, your daytime job your, uh, <laughs> as well. Yeah. Wait, you really can't say that anymore because it's, both of them are daytime jobs and full-time jobs. Yeah. But, but you do great stuff. You, you're always, you know, 
in the Houston market, you're present in, 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 in the district level, you're present and you're, you're doing wonderful things. And it's uh, certainly a benefit and an honor to, uh, to be able to, to chat with you today. And in the meantime, you went ahead and got your PhD. So you're now Dr. Susan Saraj Altenlow. And that has a nice ring to it, Susan. I like that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. And continue to have fun. You'll do great things. And uh, for all of the other things that we talked about today, go to the website and you find out more uh, about that. But uh, thanks to, to Susan once again for uh, sharing just a whole bunch of stuff. Man, we covered a lot of stuff today. You've been listening to a podcast from the American Advertising Federation District 10. Find out more at aaf10.org. Subscribe to this podcast. You can do that in iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast via RSS, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is, we are there. Do that and you'll never miss a new podcast, and there are many to come. Your rating on iTunes also helps us grow, and don't be afraid to, to share what you've heard about today on social media as well. So until next time, thanks for listening. This is Ad Tension, copyright 2019. I'm Ray Shillings. <laughs>